Hello, Dr. Shaw here, and welcome to our 42nd podcast on teaching humanity remotely. I know I have one more segment of my podcast having to do with my book, How to Effectively Communicate with Children so that they'll listen. I actually have to go over the last question and answer. And I will do that in my next podcast because in this podcast, I wanted to talk about two things that came up that I thought were very interesting. The first thing was I was at an event the other day and I met a little boy who I did not know and who knew me from my books and came over with complete excitement and a kind of awe and said, Hi, Min Min. Min Min, I love your books. Min Min, can I come to your house and meet Olivia? And it was so reinforcing and so gratifying to know that the material that I'm sharing that I feel is important for our youth, it's important for our families and our schools to make sure that we are educating our young children in the area of social and emotional growth and development so that they can be as healthy and as expressed as they can be. And that will allow them to be the most contributing to their community. So to know that when I am speaking to the audience on through these podcasts, and when I'm writing books, that I'm actually touching children and their families' lives. And yes, I get a little bit of that through your letters back and your questioning uh, when you go to my website asking me questions that I try to address and answer. And you can do that at learnwithmeremotely.com. That's learnwithmeremotely.com. But to then meet a child and then his parents and have the validation that my material is making an impact and enhancing lives was just very rewarding and I was very grateful. And again, the need for human beings to connect with other human beings and the need to be contributing is just very great. It's not in an egotistical kind of way, it's just in a humanity kind of way. And that brings me to the second subject. So I was looking through my reviews on Amazon.com and I got a review that was one star. And in my younger years, I would take that as criticism. I would take that review personally and I would get defensive about it. And it reminds me of a story. You know, I was a teacher and I once had a principal and the principal said, and I thought this was so interesting, he was reviewing an observation and it was my year to get tenure. And he said, I want you to read it. It was like three page, you know, review and recommendation for me to actually receive tenure. And it was glowing and really positive. And he said, what do you notice about my recommendation? What do you notice that I, that I wrote? I said, well, you wrote only positive things. And he said, I did. And you know why, Mindy? When I see a good teacher, I will only write positive things because it matters to that teacher that they see it in writing, all that they're doing that's positive. And because that's what's really going in their records, if I have something I want to address, 
an opportunity for that teacher to have an improvement, I'll verbally say that. Because if I put that in writing, the teacher's going to get defensive because the teacher's going to take it very personally and the teacher won't hear or see all the positive things that I wrote for them. So when I know that I have a really good teacher that I'm going to recommend for tenure, everything I write that will be in their records will be positive. So that if I want them to grow in a certain area, I can tell them and they'll know that I have their back. And they'll be able to hear what I have to say, not as a criticism, not as something that they have to be defensive about. And I think that's so interesting. And it's kind of true. And so when I was younger, I had a spiritual teacher and he said something that I also think was very wise. He said, when you're in your 20s and you're in your 30s and you're in your 40s, you're going out in the world you know, you're trying to prove yourself to the world that you are worthy of getting what you need. But when you get older, the world starts coming to you. And it's very interesting because I am in my retirement and I am doing a whole new career. But my whole new career is based on my whole previous career. I'm just trying to teach in a different way. I don't have the intimacy and responsibility of getting up every single day and making sure I have lesson plans and going through the day and traveling back and forth. What I have is 30 plus years of human experience, human life experience, and I believe that experience is parallel to our understanding. So I have a certain way of understanding working with children, being with children, how to speak with children based on real life experience, which is the best teacher. So at any rate, when I received this review, it was for the book Sharing and Caring, which I feel is the simplest book out of all of my books. And the person's review was that, wow, this is very complicated. And this was supposed to be for children, like it's too sophisticated. I was, you know, looking for a children's book. And instead of being defensive, I felt so grateful. Because when I get a review that's five star, of course I like that, and that shows me that the person or people that are reviewing are resonating and seeing things the way I'm seeing things. But when I get a review that's a one star, if the comment is could ring true to me, even though it's not my experience, then I get a learning lesson and I get to address that concern. Now, I don't know if that reviewer is going to be listening to me because obviously they didn't like the book. But what I do want to say is thank you for that comment and thank you for giving me the opportunity to explain why the material could be seen as sophisticated to a grown-up and how it could still be very accessible to a child. You know, most grown-ups don't speak directly to children. Even teachers, they'll have like a little teacher voice that isn't really true. That's just not my approach. My approach is I'm completely true and explicit, intentional, noting and marking experiences so there could be real learning. I want my child to learn how to share. If I model sharing, I'm going to note and mark that so my child could pay attention to what I'm doing so that they can do it. I'm very deliberate. I want them to learn this skill. If it's about taking turns, if it's about having good manners. In my classroom, if I would give something to someone and that child didn't say thank you or the next child didn't say thank you or the next child didn't say thank you, I wouldn't reprimand them. That could be full of shame. When the next child finally said thank you, I would say thank you for saying thank you to me. And then every single child thereafter would say thank you. 
And then I would say, boys and girls, I really think we should thank that child who reminded us to say thank you. So you, you need to note and mark it. And you can do that in all different kinds of ways. But I don't think it's about embarrassing or shaming anyone. I think it's about just really concentrating on the positive. So what I want to say about the adult who felt that that material was above a child's head, I would just say, try reading it to the child and see if it's really the child's experience. And read it a few times. Because really, you know, if you think about going to a party, some adults can go right onto the dance floor. Some adults need to have a drink in their hand. Some adults will never dance. They just want to be by the food or just on a couch socializing. Well, it's the same thing with children, except that children, the ones who want to dance, they don't need the drink in their hand. They don't have that. So the material really, that's why when I wrote these books, it became so clear. After I wrote my first parenting book, on the guide to effective communication with children, I realized, you know, all of the children's books are parenting books as well, because the books that children actually can relate to, because the material and the way I speak to them is very accessible to them, are modeling the language and the skills and the strategies I use when I'm actually in conversation, in the experience with children. So, It can seem like the material is sophisticated, but it really is delivered in a way that is very simple for children to comprehend. And maybe your child the first time isn't used to being spoken to in that way. So if you can just fake it till you make it, if you can just read that material that I write, let's say maybe the first time you're a little uncomfortable, unsure, maybe the second time, by the third time you read that same book to your child, you're going to see that it's very accessible to your child. And if, because I know that I explain each, like if there's a vocabulary word that I think could be needing explanation, I will explain that. And I will also explain in the book, if I say, you know, there's a new book I'm writing and it says meeting in the middle. And I thought, well, that could be a little complicated to explain. So then I will really go step by step to explain what I mean by meeting in the middle. It means compromising. It means being flexible. It means being open. You don't have to agree 100%. You know what I mean? I really work at that. But I can understand that the way in which I present is unique, especially to grown-ups. And so if grown-ups can read my books a few times and get used to it, and then just trust, and then just see what happens, I think you will be happily surprised that children really do appreciate that kind of direct communication, and it's absolutely not too complicated. They understand it, and it's a matter of you just trusting that process a few times. So I really appreciate that review that made me have to address this. And I think it's valid and I don't feel defensive. And I feel like that's part of my own growth and my appreciation for the process that I'm in, in this phase of my life where I don't take things personally and I don't feel defensive. I appreciate when my material resonates easily with somebody. And I appreciate when there is concern that my material seems like it's not right and I can explain that better and I could be clearer because it's all about clarity. I'm doing this now not because I have to but because I want to. I want to continue to be contributing. That's my need. So I'm 
trying to fulfill my need and I want to make sure that if there's concern or if I'm doing something in a way that doesn't allow the material to be useful to somebody that that person can tell me and I can try to address that so I just say you know work a little bit longer try it just read it a few more times and know that yes you can feel it's confusing but just see if it's confusing for your child and again if you have any questions for me and if you want more clarity please feel free to write to me on my website at learnwithmeremotely.com and please visit my author's page at Amazon. That's Dr. Mindy Shaw Paperbacks. Until next time, and I do believe that next time I will review the last question in my book on working and talking to children in a way that they could listen. Effective communication is the key. Be well, have fun with your children. Until next time. And that concludes this episode of the podcast series, Teaching Humanity Remotely with Dr. Mindy Shaw. Thank you for listening. You can follow Dr. Shaw on Facebook. Her page is Learn With Me Remotely. That's on Facebook. That's also her website, learnwithmeremotely.com. Her podcasts and all the books that she's been referring to are on that site for purchase and samples are there as well. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Mindy Shaw One. Doctor is abbreviated DR and the one is the number one, Dr. Mindy Shaw One. And on Instagram at Dr. Mint with a T Shaw. Thanks again for listening. Watch out for the next podcast in the series. That'll be coming real soon.